Hey, thanks for tuning into our first podcast here. This is a uh, podcast for missionaries and those who love missionaries, their their friends, their families, um, those who serve and give towards their ministries, and maybe very importantly, the, their pastors, those who send them. Uh, we want to kind of kick off the podcast with a little bit of an introduction of our family and maybe how the Lord has used um, others to minister to us in our time of need. So if we go back to 1999, Kathy and I uh, were happy in, in Fort Dodge, Iowa. We were serving the bus ministry. We had Sunday school classes. We did children's church. We did nursing homes. Every ministry that you could think of inside a local church, That's we had our hands involved in it. And we're totally content there, but in about October of that year, God really burdened us for Africa. And we were pretty young and naive, but yet we were also confident that the Lord was beginning to put Africa in our hearts in this way. And we we made that final decision, that commitment to, to give our lives in Africa and to serve the Lord there on the foreign mission field. And we'll give you a little bit of just kind of the, the first things that we went through there as, as we we began to move. Um, the first thing for me that hit me is is that first Sunday, that first time away from your church. When you say goodbye to your church, you've got your last paycheck and you're just completely dependent on God. There's no money in savings. There's no backup plan, no plan B at all. You're just stepping out. And, and if you've never experienced that, it really is. It's, it's a kind of a heart stopping moment where you're like, I don't know if I know what I'm really getting into here. And um, I can say this, we definitely seen the Lord provide for us. But when we're talking about missionary life and stress, that was an incredible stressful, uh, not just week, but that was months that went on there where we're just depending on the, the goodness of God's people week after week to provide for us. And, and again, the Lord was faithful, but it took a tremendous toll on us. Um, Kathy, as far as that, that first impact, that stress of that situation, that decision, what was it that really hit you? See, you were just talking here now and I was thinking, oh, wow, he made it almost a whole week before the first stressor. <laughs> I was pretty impressed. But for me, it was stepping off that airplane, having never been to Africa for sure, but barely out of the state of Missouri my whole life and stepping out of that airplane and having Caleb at three months old and Nathan at a year and a half. And your first view when you walk out are soldiers standing there with guns pointed at you. And in that first 10 seconds, I had the thought, can I get back on this airplane and go home? Yeah. So the deputation process wasn't wasn't as terrifying to you as, as that first <laughs> moment. Uh, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. For me, um, I loved Africa. And so for me, Africa was kind of a, it was, it was a daily adventure. It was a constant adventure, preaching the gospel to those who seemed hungry to hear it, uh, exploring villages, um, the new food, the new culture, the new people. It, it, it was an adventure and, and we did love it. Um, but I guess really, we probably both agree though, that the major stressor for us came with our family's safety and our, and our health. Well, really just. I think we were only in Malawi for 10 days the first time Nathan and Caleb came down with malaria. And they say it takes seven to 10 days to show up. So you're talking those first 24, 48 hours that we were there, they got sick. And, you know, the first time they got sick, it really wasn't a big deal. We went to the doctor, we got medicine for it. They seemed to recover quite well and quickly. But then six months in on our first year there, um, 
those last six months that we were there, it was just continual malaria. And you know, you're using cloth diapers over there. So you've got two sick babies, you're taking care of one and clean that out. And then you got the next one up and it just was so overwhelming and just really unsustainable. Yeah. And so really, when you think about um, the stress life of a missionary, your family safety and providing for your family are, are key elements. You, you have to be able to have a safe place, a comfortable place, a clean place. And when you don't, it really weighs on you very heavily. Um, not only the health concerns we had there, but security concerns we had there. Um, it was very hard just to stay safe. We were in a, a maybe not a great neighborhood, a lot of crime, a lot of things going on around us. And you would hear these stories, you know, kind of through the rumor mill, some neighbor or some other missionary would talk about, well, this happened at this house and this, and this happened. And, and then you hear all of those, you know, noises at night and things going on around you and, and you just can't sleep. You can't find that peace to be able to just settle your soul and say, okay, I've, I've done the right thing and my family's going to be okay here. And so honestly, our, our stress level in hindsight, it was through the roof. Now, in the moment, we didn't really understand what was going on. Besides all of those things, we had the spiritual battles going on around us. So you step into a place where for millennia, Satan has kind of held these people captive and you step in and like a, like a hero, okay, I'm going to free you. And you don't really realize that there is so much satanic influence and the devil has such a stronghold there that he's not going to let them go easily. And so when you think about the spiritual warfare, the physical sickness, the security concerns, the financial issues, I mean, the stress levels were off the charts. You say, what do you mean off the chart? Okay, so in the 1960s, two guys begin to study stress. And um, it's called the Holmes Rahe Stress Inventory. And so what they begin to do is they put together a chart. And it's just a, it's a little chart you can fill out. If you Google it, you'll find it. And it just goes through a list of questions about your life. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. There's 43 questions on here. Some of them are very, fairly simple, but all of them have to do with the circumstances in your life. Have you suffered the loss of a spouse? Uh, have you been through marital problems? Um, have you been uh, had lost a close family member or a friend? Have you had a major illness or sickness? And so what uh, these two gentlemen did is they evaluated life and they put a number towards each of these events to where that when you get down to the lit into the list, you can add your total and it will tell you how stressed you are. Now, it is a scientific method. Is it perfect? Probably not. And in fact, in missionary life, there's a lot of things in our missionary life that are not on this list. So, you know, learning a new language, um, running over somebody's bananas on the side of the road and getting chased, you know, out of a village. Some of those things are not on this list. Uh, some missionaries have added some of those things and they have given a value of stress to those different things that missionaries experience. And you can find that online also. People today in the medical industry still use the Holmes Raw Stress Index. It's still, it's still being used out there everywhere because they want to know how it affects your daily life and how it affects your health. And when you get down to the bottom, it have you, has you add up your points. And here's what it says. 150 points or less means you're relatively low amount of stress in your life. So, you know, that's that's maybe an average place to be. That's where you want to be is you've got some stress, but you're coping, you're dealing with them. 150 to 300 points implies that you have a 50% chance of major health breakdown in the next two years. Now, 300 points or more 
when you add that up to 300 points or more, you have an 80% chance of being hospitalized due to some stress-related illness. Now, stress-related illness, um, that can be heart problems. It can be diabetes. It can be digestion problems. It can be fibromyalgia. It can, it can be all of these different things that begin to break down in your body due to stress. So what they've said is when you reduce your stress, you stay relatively healthy. You function better. When your stress climbs over this 300, then you come to a place where you have an 80% chance of some kind of either mental nervous breakdown or a physical breakdown due to stress. Now, so, okay, Brother Matt, where does everybody in America sit? Well, most part, we sit between 150 and 300. We live fairly stressful lives, but we mitigate our stress fairly well. Now, when you take this same test and you apply the same criteria to our missionaries, here's where things go crazy. When a missionary moves to the mission field that first year where they're learning language, they're trying to settle on security decisions, they're making sure that uh, everything is, is safe for them, um, they're working with a new culture, they're shopping in new grocery stores, that first year of a missionary's life, the average missionary is topping out at 900 on the Holmes Rawhay Stress Index. So three times what would hospitalize a normal American. And you say, that doesn't hardly seem realistic. Well, if I give this to our missionaries and I have them take this test, we're going to find that it holds relatively true. Now, some uh, maybe are 600 or 700, and it does go down after you have learned the language, after you've adapted culture. But what we're seeing here is that the stress on our missionaries is through the roof. And, and so pastors, for a minute, listen, pastors, when we're sending people and, and laymen, when we're supporting missionaries, you must take into account that the standards which we hold them to, we, we need to be very careful because it's easy for us to look and say, well, if I had that much money or if I drove a car like that, I would. But you must remember, we're putting our missionaries' lives at risk. We're putting them in dangerous places and unknown places. And anything that we can do on our part to mitigate their risk and help lower their risk is going to keep them on the field longer and healthier. And so this is a little bit about this. Um, I think Kathy and I, we took this test a little while back and we kind of answered it as we were missionaries mm -hmm. in that first year. And do you remember what we scored on that? I don't. It was up in the six or seven hundreds. It was, it was off the chart. You say, okay, what effect did that have on you? Well, I think it definitely came uh, again out in physical uh, areas. And I think that's because probably our immune system was low because of that stress. And then being susceptible and open uh, to that, but then also the um, spiritual stress of just uh, you know different witch doctors and curses. And I, and I was thinking of this earlier when you were talking about um, spiritual stress. Really, for me, fighting the battle the whole time I was there of Matt's out there doing something great, and I'm <laughs> at home cleaning uh, diapers and all of this. And and it really it was years really before I learned the ministry of that my ministry is the ministry of the home. But at the time, that stress of feeling like I wasn't doing my part on the field was a huge, huge stressor for me. And really, knowing it or not, there were churches back home putting stress on us. Mm -hmm. So I, I remember we had only been in Africa a few weeks, and I got an email from some pastor. He said, how's the church? And I'm thinking, how is the church? Like, we we hadn't done laundry yet. You know, we, we didn't know where to buy food. We didn't have unpacked clothes. We didn't have any plates. We didn't have any forks. 
um, everything we had at that point was borrowed and we had this external stress. So we had stress from the culture. We had the internal pressure we put on ourselves. We had external pressure being put on us. And I would say that it was manifested, Kathy said, primarily on our health. And that, that's probably true. The second thing is, is secondarily probably on our marriage. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to remember back now because it's been years. But to be honest, we'd have, we'd have to say, okay, we had, we had some serious communication breakdowns and yeah. some, some serious marriage issues that we're dealing with there. So stress does a couple things sometimes, and, and it can affect people different ways, but stress for a man sometimes can actually increase his libido because he tries to medicate somehow and, and deal with his stress in a sexual way. And for a woman, it can have the exact opposite effects where she is stressed, it decreases libido. And you have all of these, these issues going on physically, and now you have relationships that are breaking down. And then spiritually, you begin to question, Lord, where are you? And why am I doing this day after day? And why does it seem like it's all uh, without fruit? It's just, it's just hopeless. And you begin to kind of go through that spiritual breaking. And I don't know that there's any way out of all of this because missionary lives are going to be stressful lives. But I do want to talk about kind of reducing stress a little bit. How, how do you, as a missionary or as a pastor, or a layman here, how do we help our missionaries get to a place that we can sort of reduce stress for them. Kathy, you have any ideas off the top of your head? I do. For me, um, a set schedule. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but I'm saying I know that when I have a schedule, or at least as much as we can, um, go to go to bed at the same time, to get up at the same time, have the same routine. Because if you're, um, when you're doing that, you're getting everything in that you need. If you get up and you're rushed and you don't get time in your Bible, that is going to add just a ton of stress for the day because things aren't going to go right because you didn't start your day off right. So for me, that would be the number one thing. Have a schedule and try to stick to the schedule. All right. So for me, a lot of the stress is financial, which mm -hmm. sound, it sounds carnal. Forgive me for being carnal. Uh, but if, I am, if I'm trying to work in, in villages, I'm, I'm out there, I'm, I'm doing the work of the ministry, and I have this financial burden on me that's just unending, like there's no hope in sight, that's a huge a huge downfall for me. It's something that is very hard to overcome. And, and probably the 25 years we've been in ministry, probably 15 years of that, we've been in financial crisis, you know, not literal financial crisis, but we've been in that place like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work. And it has taught us some things about faith. So I'm not saying that we don't live by faith, but we must be good stewards. And part of being a good steward is learning to budget. So she's saying, get our schedule in order to where we can get our routine in order. And I'm going to say, get our finances in order. If you're a missionary and you're having to write a letter every month or two saying, hey, we've got a problem. We need, we need an offering. We've got this coming up. If you're in that situation, we're putting undue stress on ourselves. We might need to take a uh, step back a little bit and say, okay, what do we need to do for financial support or for budgeting where we can reduce the stress a little bit? And ironically, I'm the one saying this, but I know for, for us, I can bear a lot more of that than Kathy can. Sure. So when I come up and step out by faith, like Peter steps out of the boat and he just walks on water, I got to remember my wife is walking on water with me. And I have seen that put a lot of stress in her life. Mm -hmm. um, so build a routine, settle in on a budget, try to Make sure you prioritize your personal time with the Lord. You know what missionaries do is we're really good at getting a message for other people. 
So one thing that I've struggled with here in the States, even as I'm, I'm pre preaching and ministering here, is I can get a message every day for somebody else. But here's what I found that rarely feeds my soul. And so I must find time with the Lord where I come to the scripture and I come to this place of prayer where I minister to the Lord. He ministers to me and I let the word of God speak to me and deal with me personally. I love the Psalms for that. Um, if I go to the Psalms, I'm usually not thinking about, oh, I could use this at the missions conference next week. I'm thinking, Lord, I see where David is and I feel what he was feeling and I see how he turned to you. And Lord, that's what I need. I need you. And so that personal time with the Lord, uh, another thing we can do is we've got to develop deeper relationships. And, and this is kind of, maybe it's a fundamental Baptist problem. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a missionary problem at large, but there seems to be some competition between missionaries. Instead of a brotherhood and a, a camaraderie, there seems to be almost a competition to where that we're not really opening up with our missionary brethren. We're not really getting to sometimes the root of the problem. And I'll tell you something. I believe that the Lord sent people out in pairs on purpose mm -hmm. so that they went through experiences, similar experiences. They had similar heartache and they could help bear one another's burdens. And so I would put in this list right here, find someone to partner with. That doesn't mean you have to live in their compound with them. It doesn't mean you have to go out with him every Sunday and, and to a ministry, but it means that when you do talk or when you get together, you can share one another's burdens and you can be genuine with one another. I, I've not seen a lot of that taking place on the mission field. And so I'd challenge you to do that. And I think even going along with that is not just on the mission field, but having some having a, a real honest relationship with someone that you can talk to. Um, I had a missionary friend call the other day asking for help in ministering to a missionary friend of hers. And um, I said, I made the comment, um, everybody needs somebody that they can open up to, be real and be honest, and not be judged, and also not have that blabbed everywhere. And this missionary was real quiet for a few seconds. And then she said, I don't have anybody like that. And that's, I think that's really a shame. We need to strive to be that just in regular friendships, but especially these missionaries who um, sometimes feel like they have to, uh, be perfect. <laughs> you know, they yeah. don't want to uh, mess up uh, for their churches. They don't want their churches to see their faults. But I think really, if we'll just be honest with people with our struggles, that allows them to feel like they can open up and share some of their struggles as well. They really, you need to strive to be that person, but also know that you need that person. Yeah. And, and I used the word brotherhood a while ago. When you do get around other missionary families, that has share similar experiences and you do open up what you do find is that other people have felt the same way. You know, we're very hard on ourselves sometimes for trying to press on in the flesh or we, or we give up or we quit or we have to kind of reset. And what we'll find is that that is a, that is a trait of all ministers. We have these ups and downs that we go through and opening up will really help us. Another thing we can do to reduce stress is, um, we can learn languages quickly and begin to absorb ourselves in, in, in the culture at, at hand. It's very hard to do because we're very patriotic. We're, we're very uh, maybe almost arrogant in our concepts of how life is supposed to be lived out and how things are supposed to be done, whether that is politically or culturally. 
But the longer you resist the culture and fight against it, and and the the more you uh, reject the the languages and and the way of life there, the harder it is to really get to know people. And and so it's very important to adapt as soon as possible, especially getting our children are uh, involved as soon as possible. So in dangerous places, especially, it's very easy to isolate ourselves, to, to move within the walls of a compound and to shun and I guess just basically reject the outside completely. It does nothing for us as far as helping us reduce our stress. It just builds stress. It can actually create a spirit of fear within our children to where they fear everything without the wall. And so we've got to be careful of that. I'd also say is to build a relationship with our pastors, Mm -hmm. Uh, not just our sinning pastor, but our supporting pastors to where that we can have honest kind of unrestrained conversations with them. That doesn't mean that we just bring all negatives to them, but that we have this great open door to be able to communicate to them uh, I would love to see missionaries talk to their their sending pastor, you know, on a weekly basis. And I say that to some missionaries and they'll just laugh and say, well, we haven't talked to our pastor in a year and a half. And I think that is absurd. Um, so we've got to establish better lines of communication. Some of that is not the missionary's fault. Some of that is the pastor's fault. You know, as the old expression says, out of sight, out of mind. And that definitely happens with missionaries. But we're looking at at the effects of stress, the physical breakdowns, the health-related issues. We're looking at the spiritual-related issues. We're looking at the emotional crisis that missionaries are going through. And we know what we are doing is not really working because we have a tremendous amount of missionaries broken under these circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so whatever is going on in your life, look at, at ways to mitigate that and say, okay, this financial thing has been bothering me for 10 years. I've got to get this fixed. Okay, this this deal with our security concerns, we, we don't feel safe. We don't sleep at night. We've got to get this fixed. Uh, I love this scripture. It says that the Lord giveth his beloved sleep. Mm-hmm. And when you find yourself under a certain stressor that is preventing you from sleep, that's something you have to deal with. And especially husbands, you got to deal with it for your wives and make sure that she can find that place where that she is secure, safe, and and able to rest. Uh, I want to look at kind of one last thing, and that's kind of the recovery from stress. So you say, Brother Matt, it's kind of too late for us, all right? We've already been through these things. Um, We've dealt with the physical repercussions, the spiritual, the emotional. In fact, we're ready to quit now, or maybe you've stepped out of the ministry already. Every church I preach in, there is a former missionary there and they were dealing with these kind of things and they, they couldn't get through them. And so they've stepped out of ministry. That doesn't mean that you've quit. It just means that you stepped out and it's okay to step back for a time of healing and recovery. So Kathy and I on our return home from Africa, uh, what's the recovery process like for us? You know, I think at first, when we first came home, we were just in a shock. It was harder for me to adjust coming back than it was to adjust when I got to Malawi. Um, America is so fast paced. And I think you're you're in that calmer, uh, slower paced life. And then you come back to America and it's so fast and, and people had expectations and you had expectations. So when we came back, we just felt lost, really. And, um, and then you're too tired to be in the ministry, but yet that's your heart's desires to be in the ministry. But then you're also fighting the part of 
I'm not worthy to be in the ministry. I failed here, you know, and so you feel like you let people down. And it's just, a lot of it is in your mind, I think. Yeah, we, we kind of project um, blame. So mm -hmm. when you have been broken due to spiritual encounters, battles, uh, physical stress, sickness, legitimate sickness, um, perceived sickness sometimes, when you've broken, we, we begin to play this blame game. You know, the, the Bible says that Satan, he's the accuser of the brethren. And something inside of us says, well, you tried, you failed, you're done. Uh, I like to think about so many stories through the scripture where the apostles and where the disciples, where, where these stories in the gospels and the book of Acts, where they, they fail, they do something wrong. And, and uh, Jesus explains it to them and, and he, he, he kind of restores their faith, rebuilds them. And what we're not, we're not seeing there is we're not seeing failure. Like, okay, they're, they're washed up and finished. What we're seeing there is just education is that the Lord is taking them through some task where he's allowing them to grow and to learn some things and to mature. And here's what I would say is that the best candidates to be a missionary today are those who have already experienced the hurt of missionary life. So if you're on the field right now, and you're hurting, then God has already been equipping you for the future hurts. And he's teaching you, giving you the grace to deal with those hurts. And, and maybe today he's spoken to you just about trying to open up more and explain to people what's going on in your life or trying to head off some of the stress that you know that has kind of been maybe self-inflicted. Or maybe today you've come home from the mission field and you said, you know, I don't think I can do it again. I'm, I'm done with this. But honestly, I really do believe that that first run, maybe that hardest run is that training run. And I would love to see God put missionaries back into a field. So to redeploy them, to get them back on their feet. And so listen, layman pastors, those supporting and sending, never give up on a missionary. You have no idea what they've been through. You don't know some of the physical and spiritual suffering that they've been in and allow them a place and a time to rest. In that time of rest, it's got to be a spiritual time. I know part of us, we, we kind of pull back from spiritual things when we, when we feel overwhelmed and we want to binge Netflix shows, right? It, we, we think, okay, that will help us. That's, that's not the rest that we're talking about. The rest we're talking about is a spiritual place with spiritual people with no stress to remove the stress from us, to find that that secret place, that quiet place alone or with others who who can lift you up and encourage you. And so Kathy and I will give you an invitation to reach out. Absolutely. So. If, if you found yourself in these places, you said, well, Matt, we're served on the mission field or we're currently serving and we understand we're overwhelmed. It is a constant battle to stay encouraged. Then I challenge you, if you can't reach out to your pastor, to some of your friends, then I challenge you, I'd ask you to reach out to us. Just spiritually on the field, you don't have a home church where you're being preached at. Um, you know, so, so the husband's out preaching, but then the wife, whether for sickness or whether she's ministering herself, um, spiritually doesn't have that. She's not getting those messages, you know. So um, I think another thing, and this might be going back to reducing the stress, but to especially now in our day and age to uh, watch your live stream. Go back right. and watch your, your and, be, and then you can be more of a part of uh, your home church as well. 
Yeah, uh, being being tied into our local churches, we are local church people. We need our sending church. I read I read a quote the other day from in a missions book, and it said this: missionaries are not sent out of churches; they slip out of churches. And boy, I have seen that true mm-hmm. over the last year. Missionaries that there was no giant commissioning service. There was no big send off. There was no songs being sung. There was no rejoicing. It was just, they didn't show up one week and they went to the mission field. So let me throw a, a couple things on there. First of all, I, I just read Count Zinzendorf's life uh, yesterday. So it's very fresh in my mind. When they sent their first missionaries out, they sang over a hundred hymns that okay. night. Wow. They couldn't stop singing. They sang a hundred hymns. And then they accompanied them to a crossroad and they, they, they journeyed with them as far as they could go with them before they put them on the ship to sail to St. Thomas. Uh, another thing is when they interviewed one of the uh, new believers in Pennsylvania, uh, a man who was a Native American who had come to Christ through a Moravian missionary, they interviewed him and they said, what brought you to Christ? And he said, I had heard preachers preach about God. I had heard preachers preached about my sin. He said, but that didn't, it, it never drew me. But he said, when the Moravian man came, he preached and then he said, I'm tired from my journey. I need to rest. And he said that Moravian missionary laid down in the midst of 25 warriors. They were armed to the teeth. They had their spears. They had their bows. And he said, this Moravian missionary laid down in the middle of them on the ground and went to sleep and slept all night. They said, we watched him all night. Wondering what kind of crazy man this was. How could he sleep in the midst of this, this really a, a place of war? He had engaged them in this war and then he went to sleep and he said, he not only preached it, but he had the faith to back it up and go mm-hmm. to sleep in the midst of that war. And I wonder about us sometimes. Could we have the faith to go into the darkest places of the world? And then go to sleep and say, Lord, I'm just going to submit myself to you. I, I've had my Bible open this whole time to Psalms chapter number one, and I, I, I won't go there. But I, when I, I read Psalms chapter number one, I love what's happening in, in this chapter. It says there that he shall be like a tree. Who shall be like a tree? He that meditates in the law of the Lord day and night. He's, he has submitted himself to the word of God. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He's going to bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. He has found this place, the safety and the comfort that he sought. He couldn't find it in the world, but he could find it in the word of God. And so ultimately, missionaries, where you need to be is if you are in the darkest, dirtiest, most dangerous place of the world, to be able to find that place where you can rest in the word of God, submit your soul to him for keeping and let go all of the stress that has been put upon you. Stress to perform. The Bible says he's going to bring forth fruit in a season. Don't worry about it. Stress to stay safe. The Bible says that the horse is prepared for battle, but safety is of the Lord. All of these things that we are working ourselves to death for. If we were to yield them back to the Lord, we could find that place of rest. And even in the midst of hardship, find peace. And most of the missionary biographies that I read, what made the great missionaries 
is that in the midst of the darkness, they were able to find rest. And so look, we're going to pray for you as our friends and pray that God would give you that rest. If you want to go online, check out the Holmes Rahe Stress Index. It's interesting. Sit down with your spouse, take it, see where you're at and see, man, we are really stressed. We need to do something. Maybe you need to reach out to somebody. Maybe you need to take a break. But I know you this. I know you need to rest on the Lord. Submit yourself to him. Thanks for listening today. This has kind of been our, our first podcast, a little bit of an experiment, but Lord willing, we'll be able to put these out every few weeks and send them out specifically to our friends, those who are trying to minister to and encourage, but we invite everybody to listen, share, and uh, I'd love to see as many laymen as possible, as many senders as possible, listening in here to these conversations between us and our missionary friends, uh, just to get a taste of what maybe missionary life is like and see how that you could better serve and, and minister to our missionary force out there. <music>